Hello and welcome to Mom Save America. My name is Tina Graff. I'm Carrie Lucas. We're a podcast dedicated to mom templating all those things that spark controversy, create parenting challenges, and generally make me go, what the fuck? Carrie, we're going to start with my mom shares and then jump into a bunch of pop culture moments because there's lots to talk mm-hmm. about in the pop culture world. First, mom share, which is so so random, but I'm going to say it. I don't ever want to hear the word pickleball again in my life. Oh my life. God, it's I'm, over for it, you. We haven't even started. We bought the pickleball. I just can't Did do it. Did you play? No, I, I haven't played. I haven't even opened up the damn thing. I just feel like it's surrounding everywhere and I feel like it's annoying. That's okay. All. Well, it's listen. It's taken over and I don't like it. And I don't it. plan on being a competitive pickleball player, okay? <laughs> but my husband and I have gone to play a couple times just like volleying, like you would on a ping pong table. Okay. No rules, nothing. And we love it. We're having so I much fun. I just feel like it's too... Uh, cu- it's cultish. It's a cultish, it's cultish community. And it's like, it's not like you can just get a ping pong table and volley back and forth. You have to like sign up for a court and who has the courts. And now they're putting courts in the Cambridge side Galleria or something. Really? Like, that's what I heard. Or like they're going to put courts in the malls. That's what I heard. Fascinating. I don't know if I like it. Uh, listen, I've, yes, I have seen where you have to go sign up and for the courts and whatever. We've just gone to like an open tennis court and played. So we're not doing it properly, but it's so fun. Okay. Well, I, I, I'm just saying, not, not into it. But I just feel like it's now for old people. I don't know. I don't want to. We're going to do it. We're going to, listen, we're going to do it. And we don't need to join a league. We don't need to do any of those things. We're just going to play. I want to talk about... Gen Z slang. Okay. Because Ooh, I don't know if I'll will you'll I know, know anything. You'll know it. You'll know it. Or maybe it's not Gen Z. I, whatever. What's what's Grace? Gen Z? I guess. Yeah. 15, 17. Six, yeah. yeah. Let's say 15 to 20. I think okay. It's Gen Z. I'm I'm loving the Gen Z slang. Loving it. Because Grace said something. Mom, you're giving main character vibes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I do know main character vibes. Yeah. Love main character vibes. Yeah. Or the other thing she says constantly is, it's giving, it's giving. Yeah, like when you walk into a room and you like the decorations yeah. and everything. I'm really oh, feeling this, this vibe. Oh, this is giving me a fall. This, it's giving fall vibes. Yes. Yeah. It's giving Christmas time vibes. Whatever. Yeah. It's like, it's giving. If I said something like, do you like this? Um, like I put on a new shirt or something. Yeah. She's like, I just love that for you. I, I that's love, condescending. I love that for you. Yeah, I love that for you. Meaning it. it's not for me, <laughs> but it's great on you. Great on you. Yeah. I had a cheeseburger. Oh, I love that for you. Yeah. Like, okay. But I do kind of love the response because it's a positive response. Yes. It's just dissing you at the, at the same, same time. time. Yes. Love it. Um, oh, this is my favorite. Just do it for the plot. I haven't heard that Isn't one. That great. That's great. That's like, main. That's back to main character. Like, and it's like if you're worried about what you should do, like should I go to this? Right. Like let's see where this goes. Do it. Do for it the for the plot. plot. That great. Yes. Love it. That's actually a great way to look at life right. and not get so tied up in the anxiety or the outcome. Like, yeah. Let's see how this should this we happens. go? Should we go to the basketball this game? chapter? Yeah. 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 Do it for the plot. Yeah. That's great. Right. I heard. Um, I was watching John Oliver the other day, and he said somebody... Oh, he said Prince Charles was serving. Um, like, serving looks. I'm like, yeah. yeah, that's great, too, when you're just serving. Serving. Yeah. Serving somebody. Um, queen is another, yeah. you know, like... She's a queen. She's a queen. And this generation, everything is she. E- everything is, like, 
instead of masculine or feminine she it's a she yeah like she's doing this she's like the car is a she everything yep. is a she with this generation. well it's barbie we're, uh, we're in the barbie uh, era i here. just i yep. love the fact that everything's a she mm-hmm. and when you're doing something amazing you're a queen yep Oh, and this generation manifests everything. Yes. I'm manifesting. I'm just manifesting today. I am manifesting now. Constantly. But this generation is manifesting. Yes. They're going to have to make a vision board. Oh, jump scare. That's always fun, Mm -hmm. too. Like, I love the jump scare one. Delulu. Delusional. Yeah. You're Delulu. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just think that do it for the plot. It's giving main character vibes, energy. Those are my favorites. So. Do it for the plot. That's that's how I'm going to try to live... This next chapter of my life. And if your kids call you and ask you about something, just say. I'm doing it for the plot. Or you should do it for the plot. Mm -hmm. Do it for the plot of your main character energy life. Mm -hmm. And move it along. I probably sound like an idiot. I don't care. But that's... I I, I really like that. Okay. I like that. Yeah, it takes the edge off of everything. It takes the edge edge and the risk off of everything. Yeah. I have said to my kids all the time, since they were little... Be the main character of your own movie. story. Yeah. And if you're looking at the, if you're looking at a situation and you're watching, just pr- pretend you're watching yourself do something. How do you want that character to act? Mm-hmm. Who are you in that scenario? Are you the good guy? Are you the bully? Are mm-hmm. you, who are you and who do you want to be? And if you look back on it, are you going to be upset? And listen, lots of times you regret something, but. Sure. That's what makes the plot better. That's what makes the plot better. Right. And no one is no one's pure villain or pure good on a good story. So, anyways, do it for the plot, kids. What do you have for me? Anything? I've got one. I think I got one more mom share. I don't. I don't have anything. Listen, the only like little piece of news that I'm interested in this week is that Trump is upset with Baron, his son. It's a big whole story, because. Baron is three inches taller than him, so they have they no longer have a relationship, and he doesn't like to be seen in public with him. Stop it. I mean, who knows if this is true? Well, Baron is pretty tall. Yeah, and he's, he's like, like handsome. Giant. Yeah. I, I wouldn't go that far, but he's he's definitely tall. Yeah, but I he's thought that was so still. great. Isn't he like 18, maybe? Listen, there's more reasons why they probably don't have a relationship, but I was like loving that it was that he was three inches taller than his dad. That's amazing. Yeah. That month, thank God. Milani has protected yeah. in some way mm-hmm. that scenario. Yes, definitely. As parents, the worry is real. Okay. Yeah. And I'm just I was starting to contemplate this or mom template this, whatever we want to say, that you start when you when you're pregnant, like the the mom worry, the mom emotional mental load of worry is I don't think we understand the toll it takes on the human body because you worry when you're pregnant Mm -hmm. you worry when you have the babies that are they sleeping right are they meeting their milestones you worry when they're toddlers are they going to fucking kill themselves on the playground Mm -hmm. you worry about when they're in the schools are they learning enough are they fucking reading now you worry if they're playing sports when they get to be their teenagers are they got to play in college Mm what you're always worried about something and then you get to teenagers are they drinking too much are they smoking and then they're young adults oh my god are they going to ever have a life on their own then you're going to worry will they be able to take care of their own kids i mean it is 
Incessant. And it's I, incessant. And the I'm thing that's like sort of uh, upsetting as we go through these stages of life, like everybody says, oh, you're going to love being a grandparent, whatever. Really? really? I don't know. <laughs> like, I kept thinking like, oh, if we can just get through, you know, middle school or, oh, I can't wait to get out of this high school. So it, it's fucking never ending. No, it's never ending. It's and And I don't think that anybody was really honest with anybody about any of that no, from the beginning. No. Like, or maybe maybe the worry... Listen, I don't know if our parents worried as much. I have no idea. I'm not going to speak for them. But it just seems like... Yeah, I sent Tina TikTok the other day about this psychologist talking about the mental load for women. And she was on a podcast and the person she was talking to just kind of broke down in tears crying because it's like they finally felt heard. Like, yes, this is what... Ha- like, she went through this list of when I get in bed... And, you know, my husband hits the pillow and falls asleep. Not that he doesn't have worry, but his brain is wired differently. So when I get in bed and hit the pillow, I've rethought about every single thing I did that day. Should I have used a different tone of voice? Like, and then went right off into 20 years from now. What will happen? Will my children be happy, successful, thrive? Like, literally. The spiral spiral of worry. I'm not trying to say having children isn't, an amazing experience because there are i mean I, there's such joyful of times. course i mean there's such an amazing no better thing that i've ever done in my life right but it's endless but it's endless and the stress the point i guess i'm trying to make is it is important to enjoy like i'm trying to think god is it going to change again like because mm-hmm. I, yes the answer to that is yeah, yes i know and i'm trying to be like be in this moment mm-hmm. because I will look back and be like, oh, okay, let's, but right now, and I have always felt like in the different stages, very capable of handling certain things. Like if when they were babies or when they were toddlers, or even when they were in school, I felt pretty capable of handling things. I feel like I am so fucking far out of my depth of handling their emotional states and where things are going for them at this stage of my life. When they're younger, there's a lot of physical toll on you you know you're drained by the end of the day whatever but I think it's also for parents like as they get older our loss of control over their world totally totally changes and that is a very hard adjustment right which is probably why I have I'm having the hard adjustment Mm -hmm. because I like control and Mm -hmm. I like like I like to fix things and Mm -hmm. that's my kids have told me sometimes you can't fix things so it's like stop trying to fix everything and just let things play themselves out. And listen, I don't, maybe it's because, like, I'm thinking, like, if my life were more fill, full of, like, me stuff. Right. Then there wouldn't be so much worry. Yeah. Which is a piece of it, I think. Right. Like, if I had a full-time job that I was going to that took six hours, seven hours of my day that I was focused on something, something else, else than them, which is valid. Yeah. Which may be why there are at different times in our society, parents are reacting differently to situations with their children. I'm getting a real job. That's what I have to say. Oh, geez. Okay. (laughs) i got to find something. A full-time job. 80 hours a week, so I stop worrying. (laughs) We have talked about this on on other podcasts, the mental load. And it's an estrogen reality. Like, Mm -hmm. when you have estrogen flowing through your body, there is a mental worry. Like, you are constantly analyzing overanalyzing, planning, overplanning, doing things that men just don't do. They have their own worries. They're not I'm not saying that they don't, but it's a different level of 
detail worry that we have versus what they have. Mm-hmm. So I feel like very heard lately from TikTok, like yeah. um, that whole 2 a.m. cortisol rush thing. Like I thought that was literally just me that that was happening to. Oh, and I feel really validated and heard. I love going through the, some of the comments yeah. on when when we get to one of those TikToks. It's mm-hmm. like somebody was saying that they wake up like they can't go to sleep and then a random song pops in their head like, oh, Islands in the Stream because they were watching the Beckham movie. Yes. So now they can't get the Islands of, Islands in the Stream Kenny fucking Rogers out of their yes. brain. They're like, I don't know why that random song popped into my head, but it did and now I can't stop thinking about that. And then I start thinking about like, oh, did Kenny Rogers, did, did he pass away? I can't remember that. Literally. <laughs> That's why I have my air conditioner going, no matter the temperature, my TV on. Like, I'm just trying to drown out every human thought of my own in my brain. Yeah. All right. Well, before we get into pop culture, I would be remiss if I didn't take a moment to say, listen, this has been a tough week. I just want to say as we're, you know, called Mom Save America, that regarding all the horrific events that have happened over the last week and a half now, it's it's my overall feeling that we just all have to come together on and listen to each other and understand that everybody is suffering in this scenario and that none of us know, none of us can understand the, the history or the reasons, and I don't pretend to know. I've watched six documentaries in the last two weeks about the history of the Middle East and what's going on, and I I still, like, I walk away from the documentaries feeling sad and frustrated that this situation just can't get resolved, And, and I just pray, which I'm not a prayer, but I just hope that some sort of miracle communication something happens that we can figure out a way through this mess because it's it's awful and scary and i feel for for everybody involved and i think it's just heightened and i i don't know what to think about it sometimes just the suffering is unimaginable i feel like anytime you have like this religious fanaticism in something it just turns bad and the thing that i think that's somewhat helpful is seeing like actual real live people from both sides living in that area just humanizing them yeah they're just human beings and whether they became this way because they were radicalized by someone or whatever it is they're human beings that are trying to save their family and survive on either side on both sides given everything that's going on there and whatever personally um Bart woke me up the other night. He's saying, and I don't remember this, but he's saying I was having a terrible dream. He said to the point where I was like scared and crying and t- very, very upset in my dream. And he's like, you know, we've known each other a long time. <laughs> I have never had this type of dream. If Do you I remember the dream, no, I don't remember the dream. I can tell you that. You know, it was a stressful day with the kids, and I was watching. I, I was watching a documentary, and then I was watching a lot of footage, and so I don't know if it all. I mean, obviously, it all kind of yes. came somewhere, but it's the first time in my life that I've had a. You know, he said it's like I was f- afraid for you because I was like watching you struggle, struggle in the dream, yeah, and it freaked me out that he had to wake me up. And he was like, and it was like I was almost afraid to wake you up, and I was like, whoa, okay. Weird, right? It's terrible. There's just so... That's the thing. There's just so much pain 
in the world. There's and, so much, and we're so lucky that's what I was to thinking not be too. on that side of it. But then it doesn't take away like the anguish of seeing other people yes. suffer through that. My niece Gretchen, we're in this like family group chat thing. And she sends me she sent us a um TikTok. She's like, guys, are you guys on the World War Three women being oh. drafted side of TikTok? Oh God. It's hysterical. And I'm like, actually, yes. I'm not. I am. What's it's happening? So funny. It's just all these memes about like when they go to draft, you know, your 18 to 25 year old women into the military and they'll, they'll be like, guys, there'll be the sunset in like Afghanistan, you know, guys, yeah. take a picture of this with a gram <laughs> as they're like standing. And then another one is this tank is driving around crazy. The music that's playing over it is Taylor Swift, you know, I'm drunk in the back of the car. It's like when you finally get the aux cord in the tank, it's just all these hysterical, very... De- degrading yes. female things that if they well, craft us all and send us to war. Listen, there's only one way to deal with things sometimes, and that's comedy. And yeah. sometimes you have to you have to accept that part of it. Yeah, it, it's, you have to laugh about certain things. Yeah, I saw one. Not it wasn't a female thing. It was a guy thing, and he was just like. Listen, if you clear and cancel all my debt, I'll, I'll go fight for two years. Like, I did see that. They, like, yeah, they want people to go be in the Army. Okay, cancel all college yeah, debt. All yeah. debt. Uh, all uh, Credit card debt, yep. cancel my debt. Yep. I don't know. Not a bad idea, actually. But No, we don't. Yeah. Hopefully we don't. It doesn't come to no, it. Hopefully we don't need any of that. Right. But I just feel, just emotionally, you said, it doesn't have to be happening here for all of us to feel sick on a daily basis mm-hmm. about what's going on. Jada Pinkett Smith, mm-hmm. Beckham, Mary Lou Retton, Kelly Clarkson, and of course my two favorites, Taylor and Travis. But let's start with Jada. Mm-hmm. I I want this woman to shut up. I don't know. I don't know why she's talking. I she's have talking not because seen she's one book. positive thing. So she's talking, and she is torching the earth mm-hmm. that her family lives on. Mm-hmm. And the thing that is bothering me is that the people that are interviewing her are holding a conversation with her as if what she's saying is valid and very self-actualization and all. Like, they're feeding into it, and then they're turning around and being like, this lady's fucking crazy. she's a narcissist. Yeah. It's what they do with Trump. Like, they actually have a, a... conversation like he's an actual real person yeah no no you are yeah. a mental person yeah yeah and somebody has told you and some and people are getting hurt people her kids her well, husband. here's the thing the husband i'm yeah. just so dumbfounded by him because i told you like she's you know saying all this that they're, they're not really married and she never really wanted to marry him blah, 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 whatever all these really shitty things mm-hmm. to say about somebody whether they're true or not and then they show them in their home opening up the box of books and he's right there cheering her on. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Are they just all playing us and this is for cash, publicity? I don't know, but you're humiliating yourselves. It's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And, and he released some statement like I've never been prouder of her and she showed me things about herself that I never knew before. What? What is going on? They're not getting an actual divorce for the financial aspect of it, I bet. Like, why, if they're perfectly willing to live separate lives or do whatever they want, why go through the separation of finances? Her saying, oh, because I just, she said, I just, I, because I would never give up on something. I'm not a quitter. 
having an affair with somebody else and moving out of the You're house for seven years is quitting. Yeah. It's just you're not taking responsibility for the quitting. You're yeah. just quitting and pretending you didn't quit. She's such a weird person. And I know she's had a lot of really um, and now you significant could... trauma in her life. So I'm like, like what? Giving... Well, I know that her mother was a drug addict growing up. Okay. I know that they were, you know, homeless. And I mean, she okay. had this very tumultuous childhood that sort of led her to this, you know, okay. quote unquote, thug life of wanting to be with Tupac, whatever. But it's just silly. It's just like, I don't I don't know. Like, I just find it totally offensive that you co- you try to come off as you are more in touch or more like you have more realization of how the world works, that you're smarter than yes. us. Yes. For being just a total bitch. It makes me go back and think of all the Red Table talk discussions and be like it's a farce the yes. whole thing like you're just blowing smoke up but it's it's all she's just a lie she's i a did complete lie. watch a few of the red table talks even before any of this happened and their response to somebody saying something was always like wow yeah, yeah. oh man yeah. like that they've really come in touch with something yes. that this person said what it's so inauthentic it's silly i know let's move on because i i don't even i jada I honestly think she should just stop talking, but she's not going to. And Listen, I feel like, in some sense of the word, um, this is going to revive Will Smith because I feel like people are going to be like, "Buddy, I'm sorry." Yeah. Like, I, and I know. Well, did you see Chris Rock's response? No, because she's been talking a lot about you the, know, slap. the slap and all of that, and his response was, "Keep my name out of your wife's mouth." Like, just yes. right back at it. Like. We've gotten past this. Why are we all digging this up again? Like, let's move on. Yeah, right, right. And the, the reality is, she's not even his wife, if that's the case. Right? Can you give me the background and what's happening now with Mary Lou Retton? I don't know a ton about it. I know that she, okay, she was she's sick. She doesn't have health insurance, but she's also a very... Pro-Republican. Pro-Republican. Pro-anti-healthcare, basically. Yes, person. And has been, an ad, like, uh, you know, vocal about that for many years, which I didn't know. The other thing is she was on the Olympic Committee, the Gymnastics Olympic Committee board, all during the time of... Larry Nassar. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. And not really taking responsibility on that side either. Uh, also, listen, uh, this is just a statement for America in general. How you can be an Olympic athlete and then continue your career on the Olympic Committee board and not be entitled to some sort of health care is just bizarre to me. Right. How you should, if you win a gold medal, you should have health care for I life. I think so. For your country? For the country. I don't know. We've, we've made you test your body to the limits right. for the pride of our country. There's going to be some health risks associated with that in the future. Right. We, we'll, we'll cover that for you. I don't understand that. I don't either. That is bizarre. I mean, you think about that with, you know, I'm not, I'm not feeling bad for Mary Lou Retton, but like Olympic boxers or you know, Olympic wrestlers, people that like have had, you know, some head injuries and things associated with it. Like, well, if we can force the NFL to to take responsibility for their players, which they don't do completely. Right. Like, it, about, I feel like it should be. Yeah. It's not like it's that many gold medals, gold medalists. Okay, of the, I guess let me let me ask this. Do our uh, military servicemen have health care for the rest of their life? I don't think they do. I mean, that's why we have veteran issues. That's why there's the VA hospital. You, you can so go you to the VA. only go to the VA hospital. Yeah. It's despicable. Despicable. Sickening. Weird. Yeah. Sickening. Sickening. 
I don't know what her like, and I don't even know what her sickness is. She has pneumonia or something. She had I, some sort of rare, intense pneumonia, but I think she's coming through. Coming it. on the men's. But I just find it interesting. Again, and you know what? I think you're absolutely right. If she wins, a, you win a gold medal, medal. You should have health care. But why, in God's name, would you want to campaign for or vote for a? organization a, a group a party that doesn't even and offer. if you don't have health care i can only assume that your children don't either right right unless they're married i don't know how old they are but or they have jobs that have health care uh, yeah okay right if they're old enough now but yeah like and you know what is she not married it's just by the grace of god that something hasn't happened that you need health care it's like now you're sick and you need, need health care and now you're asking for our donations yeah to help you. i don't it's, um, I don't know. And I really liked Mary Lou. I really did. Yeah. I hated when I got the haircut, but yeah. Yeah, I had that haircut too, awful, Tina. Awful. Oh, my God. Especially with my hair. It's like, I don't know who's idea. That and Dorothy Hamill. I had the Dorothy Hamill hairdo too. Bad. Oh, yeah, Dorothy. Maybe it was Dorothy, not Mary Lou. I don't remember. No, I had the Mary Lou. I had definitely mm. Dorothy Hamill. Oh, my God. That was awful. <laughs> Who was thinking that? I don't know. God, never cut kids' hair. Just let the hair be normal. Um... Speaking of kids, I'm just, I'm in love with uh, Jason Kelsey's kids. Uh, just. Yes. I, am, I know that, that his kid, the little girl with the pink shoes. And just talking. in general, she's so freaking funny. I love their names. I love Wyatt and for a girl. I love that they're just very uh, normalized in their life. Normal. Yeah. Their dad's job is playing football. Football. I know. It's amazing. I don't even think we need to go into Taylor and Travis, although I, I. Honestly, could watch the hand-holding all day long. I love that everybody's dissecting every second could of watch it. it. I could watch it the all day long. The hand placement, in yeah. and out of the car. Yeah. I mean, these are things that are so great about the Swifties, is that they really will get to the bottom of what everything and, means. Right, and exactly. And the, the there's a reality. We were Carrie and I were talking about this earlier, about a masculine guy who's also very in touch with his feelings. Yep. And that's why we're also gravitating to this is because he is a masculine guy, but he's clearly loves her music, loves who she is, it treats her like a queen, is willing to step in front of... He, he's willing to brave the paparazzi. Grace made me listen to one of her songs called Peace, and I didn't know this song yet, but it's basically her saying, like, I can't give you normal peace. Like, will you still love me, basically? Right. Because if you come into this if world. If you come into my life, mm-hmm. it's not going, it, this is how it's going to be. And I wish I could give you peace, but I can't. I don't know the lyrics exactly. But I was like, she's like, I hope Travis is listening. I go, I think he's listening. I So I saw somebody say, this is such a brave move and huge risk for Travis Kelsey. Because if this huge. goes bad, yeah, this is going to go really bad for you. Like, yeah. really bad for you and he does not have a great romantic history yes yes so this is this is a risk and i I have to see it as the end game because if it isn't i i'm gonna feel terrible for him he they'll bury him i mean they will bury him and it's not gonna be easy she's gonna go off touring he's gonna go play football i mean it's gonna be tough it's gonna be tough for the next uh year right because she's on a little break right now so everything's fine yeah but, well, we'll see. Hopefully we'll they'll see. make it work. <laughs> Kelly Clarkson looks amazing. Some, she just started her new show. She's lost a bunch of weight. Yeah. Harry and I are speculating that she's on the Wagovi, Manjaro, Amzempic drug. And it, I, Who cares? I, she I, looks fantastic. I think she should be a spokesperson if she is because right. she looks 
so good, so healthy. Although this is why it will bother me. This is why we are very much a caste society. Because, of course, she can get the Ozempic when Govi Manjaro. Because she can pay the $1,500 a month cash yeah. price for it and everything else. So yeah. that's very frustrating. Yeah. And then you have my friends on 600 pound life living in a shack who can't get it that's a whole nother problem i know that's a whole nother problem mm. but yeah i mean listen there is a problem with but she, I'm, I'm so happy for her she looks great listen i think that medication by the way is great for somebody like her it's for that person that's struggle 40 50 pounds overweight like not 200 yeah. pounds overweight yes 40 50 pounds overweight that really just can't maintain their appetite and can't get their sugars in order right. and all of that that's the perfect candidate for that medicine. And I I mean not to get down the rabbit hole with this, but I did just read an article about Walmart talking about how this medication is changing their food supply and sources across the board. Like if it can if they can continue to manufacture it and it gets out there, it will change the way I'm loving that. I am only food. fearful that they'll just come up with something else that's just terribly addictive and change our bad for you diet and everything well, else. Yeah. I don't know. People like to be in shape and and feeling good about mm. themselves. So if that if this is working, then I'm all for it. Um, let's end this section with the Beckhams. David Beckham has a Netflix special out. It's a four part Netflix special, and I'm telling you, top it's so good. Notch. It's so good. Top and I was notch. not like a David Beckham posh spice fan. I found them actually kind of annoying and what i had no feelings toward them whatsoever yeah, except thought, oh, that he's hot what yeah, else they're an attractive couple they kind of crave the publicity all that none of which is true and they came off as great there's a few observations david beckham just gets better with age yes he was a cute kid a really cute teenager, a handsome 20 year old. He just mm -hmm. gets better looking. Doesn't matter what the haircut is. He's cute. I also think it's really good for soccer. Like, of course. I just was finding like all the history and everything about soccer actually very interesting very. and is making me sort of want to continue on that path watching all these people that he was talking about yes. and playing with. Second observation Britain is bad. Britain, yes. the Britain press, I don't know, I'm having, like, I love London, but seriously, the Brits, what the actual fuck? I was telling you that it was really giving, making me have a lot of sympathy for Meghan and Harry, like, yeah. Well, Meghan, I heard they that. they are, you know, kind of annoying in their own way, the abuse that these people have to take is insane. That at one point in the history of, of football, David Beckham was the most hated person mm -hmm. in Britain across the board for nothing that he did specifically right like, and hated to the point of like your life is in danger your life your kids mm -hmm. your wife is in danger it's unbelievable and listen you brought up Meghan Markle there was something I read a piece about the documentary that said the Megan and Harry were supposed to be part of the documentary or something. They were supposed to be in it, but they have had... Yeah, they've had a little bit of a falling out. Yeah, that yeah. she... that And I think Victoria Beckham is a hot ticket. Mm -hmm. And she was like, mm, she's not having yeah. Megan. Megan took some dresses or something. Yeah, who knows what happened. I don't know, but something happened. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and here's the thing I find interesting, too, is that 
you know, in a relationship, somebody does give a little bit more than the other party. And and in this scenario, like she was a pop star, he was a famous soccer star, but it was clear. And maybe, you know, who knows? What was, the Spice Girls were the Spice Girls. She's had a perfectly great career on mm-hmm. her own. But his career took center stage, mm-hmm. which I didn't even realize. I thought she was more famous right, right. than no, him. But they definitely did whatever he, he needed needed to do. But the other piece, the other thing that I find encouraging or comforting, I don't know about, is that these two people, who certainly have had their challenges in their relationship and in their life, created four children that seem like perfectly, like they're not the Kardashian kids. They seem like a relatively normal family. Yeah. Yeah. Like both parents are heavily involved in loving and caring for these kids, and it shows. Mm-hmm. It just is a, it's like a validation of... Parents that really want to put their kids first. Mm-hmm. Unlike, and, and, and the other thing is, like, anytime you see somebody who's so good, like, he was amazing at soccer. And then I think about, like, Andre Agassi and stuff, people, or the um, Serena Williams, Serena and, and what's her name? Venus. Venus. It's like, they had fathers that were, like, they just pushed them to unbelievable lengths mm-hmm. to get them to where they want them to be. And, li- listen, it works at times, but... To what? Um, I know that's sort of that's very that's a whole nother discussion. But like, right? I mean, I'm sure none of those people you just mentioned are regretful or right. resentful. They are who they are because of those things. But yeah, that, that's a lot of pressure, and you gave up a lot. You gave up a lot, and you know, there's parts of the documentary where I think the guy who's who's doing the documentary asks David Beckham's mom, like. Did you try to stop the dad one? Like, mm. he, he, if he was making him cry, and she was like, I did, but, mm-hmm. you know. And, dad. too, being sent away at 12 years old to play yes. on a football slash soccer team. Like, that's your life. That's your life. Yeah. It's just a different life. But it gave, us, it gave me a really good perspective on soccer, football, whatever, in general, and how important it is around the world mm-hmm. and we just don't have that and it looks so fun i don't know i don't know how i, I wish that. we had that you do well yeah. he's trying to make that here in miami i i don't know if it's gonna take yeah i don't know understand why it doesn't all kids everywhere start off playing soccer i think it's more along the lines and of why that you your call- sock your football team let's just call it football okay your football team is your community. So that's their town. Yes. It's their community. So they're all sort of rallying behind that. I don't think we have that. Like we have, you know, football, NFL teams, whatever, from regions. But it's not really like But a, that's the way it would be. if You'd, you'd be like... Like, we'd have our own Manchester United in New England. We have the New England Revolution. That's... it. Should We should be kind of, like, behind them, but... I don't know. And why did we change? Why did they? Call, why do they call it soccer? Why don't I don't know? And why did we start calling football American football football? I, I don't know. But I watch the Beckhams. It's there. And and listen, whatever they went through, he cheated. She cheated. They something happened. They managed to stay together yeah. and put their family yeah. first. And I love them. I mean, they seem very content. And they're actually they they balance each other really really well one of the things about the documentary and then i'll end it is that he is he's pretty ocd yeah and at one point he says yeah when everybody goes to bed i'm down here i'm like 
I'm cleaning everything. I'm wiping the candle holders out because I don't like the smoke in the candles. I'm like, oh my God, that's me. Mm -hmm. Like I would, can you imagine somebody like taking care of all that stuff for you all the time? She's just sitting there getting ready for her facial going, yeah, that's what you do. I know. I love there's a point in the documentary. She goes, I'm off to work. And he goes, tell the truth. And she like fights with him for a little bit. She goes, fine, I'm going for my massage. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And he doesn't care. He's like, whatever. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. And, um, you know, have a good week. Take care, everybody. Bye, Rosie.